Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. When your genetic history from caveman days or Adam and Eve days throughout life up until maybe a hundred years ago, men did not spend much time in homes. Men did not spend much time with children. Men had to fight people. They had to run swords through people. They had to shoot them. They had to live in trenches with decaying bodies near them. They had to follow oxes with plows for many hours a day. They had to pick grapes. They had to um, wrestle grizzly bears. Presiding, providing, and protecting, even at caveman level, required very little sensitivity. It wasn't required much of each other. Dude, you're being rude. You hurt my feelings. You don't get that much of that at in a, in a military camp where guys are being shot at by opponents. No one ever says be nice in those circumstances because monitoring the spiritual value is not the priority in most of those circumstances for approximately 6,900 years. So when you enter into a home, you would think that the instinctual training, the habitual training would be fixed now because that was seven generations ago. Why can't you stop thinking like a caveman and just be nice? If you want to know what it feels like, ladies, it's kind of like for those same 6,900 years, there was no such thing as birth control or condoms that would keep a woman from experiencing an STD. So before 200 years ago, sex for women equaled pregnancy or death or both. And so when a guy says, why can't you just relax now that we have birth control and condoms and just relax and just have sex randomly, and your whole brain and system's going, no, mm -mm, no, 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 just because that happens in pornography, I'm not going to just relax and just do what is done on TV. Your instincts to protect your sexual system is very intense, very strong. People make fun of you for it. What's your deal with six hours of foreplay? Why can't you just relax and play? Because for 6,900 years, sex for women equals death or disease. This is what we're up against when a man is attempting to be nice, all right? Most men have almost zero sensitivity for what the phrase means anyway. It's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean by that. So it's not just me. A man can just be walking through the house, walk past you, 
as if you don't even exist, which is not nice. But while you're not in his forehead, you're about as meaningful as a piece of furniture. So why would he say hi to a piece of furniture any more than he would say hi to you when he's in his preside, provide, protect mode? Whether he's doing it right or not is not the point. This skill of being sensitive, the skill of being aware, the skill of being observant, the skill of being empathetic, compassionate, charitable, is nowhere close to a natural functioning man's system. There is no natural tendency. You can compare it back again to sexuality, okay? It is bizarre for most women why a man can just jump into a sexual mindset so quickly, so fast. Like, what, dude, where did, how did you get there so fast? Like, what happened? Well, 13 seconds of a woman being my presence, I'm ready to go. How long does it take for a woman to become compassionate? How long does it take for a woman to be kind, nurturing, warm, sensitive? 13 seconds in the presence of a child, 13 seconds in the presence of a sad person. So these contrasting instinctual dynamics leave us in a position of work to do. We have work to do. A man has work to do to become conscientious. He has work to do to become attentive, to become compassionate, to become empathetic. If you were hoping that we would be that way naturally, no, it's not going to happen. What makes me sad when I work with men is when they don't realize it takes work and they are reluctant to do the work because I'm already going to work eight hours a day. I'm already doing this eight hours a day. I'm already doing all this work. Why should I have to work at home? I'm all, they told you, you would have to work. So being nice has to be an intentional goal for men if they're going to achieve it, where it's almost second nature for you. We have to work at it. We have to concentrate on it. We have to focus on it. And if a man isn't doing it intentionally, don't plan on it happening anytime soon. And please do not prepare your best lecture number 175 as you're listening to this, so you can convince him of the concept. So please do not be taking notes right now of what you're going to say to him. That is not what this class is for. That's why you have the Men's Marriage Repair Workshop. This class is designed to help you do weather checks, meaning here are the conditions I'm in. This is what I need to deal with. Like a pioneer woman, not like a person who sits there being sad because it's raining. We observe circumstances, we observe what's going on, and we make the best of it. If someone is not nice enough to be classified as abusive, then you pull away from them. This beehive with a buzzer, bunch of buzzing beads is not being nice. Maybe if we talk to this hive of bees, they will stop stinging us. No, you do not talk to bees. You withdraw from them. You remove yourself from them. Man brains in that state of being are similar. Talking to them does not change them. If they notice you're gone and they say, I notice that you're gone, say, well, if you'd like to be around me, you're going to have to be more compassionate, more nice, etc." Well, why can't you just get over that? Because I'm trying to raise children and I'm trying to keep my girl brain alive. I need to be in a greenhouse. That is a requirement for it to function correctly. What pieces of the question, Hallie, am I, have I not addressed yet? Am I missing Anything important? No, I think I think you hit it well. It's a little unsatisfying, but <laughs> I mean, um, it'd be nice if you could just tell us how to make him change. That would be good, Maurice. But that would be nice. That would that's a whole different version of being nice. It'd yeah. be nice if we just had a little quick fix thing. Now, ladies, let me tell you the outcome of this. I like becoming a more sophisticated man. I like becoming more capable of working with women. I like becoming more capable of working with my wife and my daughter and my own kids. Men like to be competent. We like to be smart. 
And so if a man chooses to add a new skill to his repertoire, I still like being a knuckle dragger. I like spitting sometimes and making grunting sounds and smacking my brothers in the side of the head. I still like all of that too. That's still very fun for me. But I like adding new skills and adding new talents. So when I enter my home, I bring my husband brain. I don't just walk in my house and be myself. That is who I choose to be by identity. I want to be a husband. I want to be a father. So I've worked to gain the skills of being a husband and father. I have to have a very diversified tool set. When I meet with you ladies, I have a tool set that's different from the one I used last night at 7 p.m. You will never hear me talk. If you A little warning, if you ever hear a recording of a men's marriage repair workshop, you're going to hear a different personality because I'm running a boot camp there. This is not a boot camp. I'm building a greenhouse here. I run a boot camp there. Two different processes. It's on purpose. It's a skill. I feel more competent, which makes me feel smarter and stronger. And I like making the changes. So ladies, if a man doesn't like making changes, he doesn't know his own religion. If he's not doing incremental growth. He doesn't listen to his own prophets and that's sad for all of us, but you can't make him do it and you can't convince him to do it. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40-lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.